what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is my Mike Dereef. Hi, this is Tom Thurwell. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the Nightmare Fuel Hustle Malone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, Ooh Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Carl Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe. Hello and welcome to Broken Book Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the sassy bear, Clarence. How are you doing this evening, Clarence? I'm doing not too bad, thank you, Chris. Thanks for having joined me here. Oh, yeah, I've wanted to have you on for ages, so huge thanks for coming on. Oh. <laughs> ah, no problem. So, about best part of starters, how, how did you survive lockdown? I, know, I, mean, I mean, I know lockdown has been pretty difficult for a lot of people, including mm. myself. But I think a lot of the time, I think at first, I wasn't sure how I was going to be able to like pass the time. Yeah, definitely. Like, <clears throat> at, at best, home workouts. But then eventually I was then sort of like introduced to trying to like stream on Twitch to try and like yes. pass the time, which has definitely helped a good bit, if I yeah. have to be completely honest. And that was actually uh, Tim Lee that got me into it, bless him. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> what type of stuff do you stream? So, oh, it's 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 a well, it's usually like a mixture of just like you know certain like video games. Uh, sometimes I'll even be joining in like other people's streams. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, playing the game and either like just uh, let's watches of like classic TV shows such as Gladiators, for example. Oh, yes, loved Gladiators when I was a kid. Yeah, so. so did I, man. So did I. That's what I thought when they brought back World of Sports. I thought it was going to be a bit more like that, where they just get a big arena and just give away free tickets so it's full I thought they could have done something yeah. like that oh, yeah I loved it I didn't really like the when I believe also back in like 2005 2006 whatever, yeah the revival I, it just didn't quite have the charm that it had back then no that was the, the biggest problem I had with that revival series I mean fair play they, they obviously had a decent intention of it it just didn't really click with me if anything but it was nice to see somebody old players back for another run Oh yeah, when they did the gladiator, the old gladiators versus the new gladiators, they're the best episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, it, was, it only seemed to be Nick Aldis who had any like stood out of uh, any personality on that one, I thought. And the, yeah, as a, the big O Oblivion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was, it was fun. <laughs> were there any matches or storylines in twenty twenty you were particularly looking forward to that you couldn't do due to COVID? Um, well. I think in terms of storyline, I couldn't really answer it in terms of storyline, but in terms of like promotions, I've been able to work now that things have kind of lifted off. Because uh, originally I was meant to debut for WrestleForce. Oh. Uh, I believe it was April 2020, but then when the pandemic happened, it kind of threw that up in the air. Yeah. But as of lately, since the last couple of weeks, I've been able to uh, pretty much be on WrestleForce shows. And oh, brilliant. It, it's been great to do those couple of shows, which has been pretty nice. So at least I've been able to get back to doing shows and performing again, which I'm honestly looking forward to. I've missed it too much. Cool. Uh, who was your return match against? Uh, some, so I'd say the first return match, I actually, well, funny enough, the first return match I had was actually for a promotion called uh, Falling Star Wrestling. Yes. And that was in a tag match where it's myself and uh, sort of a, a recent tag team partner in terms of 
we've been training since uh, sort of mid to late 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <clears throat> from then, we just kind of like tried, you know, getting this ball rolling on the, on the tag gimmick, which is SAS Central, and tag team partner is uh, Ronnie Andrews. Yes. So we basically had like a tag match against, uh, you've probably not heard of him, Furio. Furio the Vampire, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Cool. So it was against him, and there was another guy who's a bit sort of like a newcomer, goes by the name of Joey Garcia. Yes. So I had the yeah. So so basically had the tag team match uh, first back, and honestly, biggest adrenaline rush I've had for a long time. How, uh, how was the, how was the fitness? Was it? Oh, I mean, I mean, I didn't. I mean, okay. In terms of like trying to like keep the crowd right riled up and everything, mm-hmm. yeah, I was. My throat was aching and I was sweating so much. But <laughs> Other than that, um, I didn't think there was really any big problems in terms of fitness or anything to that degree. Oh, brilliant. Uh, hey, good brothers, this is Sunset Skip, and you are listening to the Broken But Glorious podcast. So this one will yeah. give you away your age. So who was your favourite wrestler growing up? Uh, Say so that, what was again? Who was your favourite wrestler growing up? Oh, favourite wrestler growing up. Um, so as a kid, um, first wrestler I kind of really, you know, kind of felt, you know, really like this wrestler and yes and stuff like that uh it would be ken shamrock weird oh enough. wow yeah yeah so during like the action era i know like people you know they like the austin and the rock and undertaker and stuff like that but i was always like very much a ken shamrock guy weirdly enough i, I love i love the crazy shamrock era oh yeah like considering he like went from like mixed martial arts to pro wrestling it was like wow he's really transitioned quite well with this gimmick mm-hmm. but nice like I know, obviously, to start with, he was just trying to fit in with the style and get his footing. But I think once he had that character to him, it was it was doing a, a good things for him personally. Yes, yeah, I, I loved it. <laughs> I like, yeah, I love I love this feud of Owen Hart and I loved oh, this, this feud of the Rock. Oh, God, yes. just oh. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. It really was, yeah. Yeah, and it, it didn't last too long. I, 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 it was only like a two or three yeah. year run, wasn't it? it, was, it was when, when you think about it, he did so much in such a short sp- space of time. And, yeah, because yeah, I know he, he first came in 97, mm. and I want to say it was either late 99? Yeah. He left? Maybe. I can't remember. Ran about that. Yeah, so yeah, about a couple of runs, but good runs, but a couple of runs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've had to go back and watch it retrospectively because I. I kind of turned 17, 18 when the Attitude Era started, so I started uh, getting more interested in rock music and drinking and girls rather than stay home oh, and yeah, watch wrestling on the weekends. <laughs> so I had to oh. go back and watch it rest since I get into the network and stuff. But yeah, that's great. Oh, right. <laughs> that was very much a, a, a early 90s, new generation. Ah, oh, gotcha. <laughs> right, no worries. <laughs> but yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. So, so what prompted you to dawn the tights and get into the ring yourself? Um, kind of a long story, actually. Uh, so I first started training. This would have been 2004. I would have been 14 at the time. Oh, wow. And just to bear everyone in mind that's like gotten into wrestling like recently, there was no social media back then. And, uh, at best, you probably had MySpace. But, you know, Facebook wasn't a thing. Twitter wasn't a thing. Oh, Instagram was wasn't around. Very basic MySpace as well. Wasn't it? Yeah, even YouTube wasn't even a thing. So you mm. were kind of... I guess there was like slim choices on how to find out about wrestling training, let alone like get in contact with people that did wrestling or stuff like that. But um, so out of complete teenage curiosity, I came across this promotion at the time uh, called Revolution British Wrestling. 
that did wrestling training, funny enough, in three separate locations. So at the time, they had one location in Enfield in London. Yes. Uh, another location up north in Manchester and one location down south in Exeter around Devon area. Mm-hmm. So after me and my uncle were thinking about it, he felt the Enfield one was the easiest he could drop me off at and come back from as he felt it was a more realistic drive. Yes. So from there, uh, we, we arrived in this little um, hall place in Enfield, uh, which, funny enough, was also the same location that a judo club was teaching before well, the wrestling training even started. Oh, wow. Yeah. So as I started the training, the uh, first trainer uh, for that session, funny enough, was Rich and Famous, who goes by the name of Sunset Yes, Sunset Skip, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he was, so funny enough, he was actually my first trainer. And there was another gentleman with him by the name of Kid Regis. So they were both uh, training on that Sunday in Enfield. Yeah. And yeah, it was kind of like a very interesting little first experience and, and stuff like that. And we went to go down there literally the next week, only to find out it had been moved to uh, Plaisto in London. I think that's how you pronounce the place. I've heard people pronounce it as Plaisto. Some people call it Plaisto. Yes. It's literally, I think, like a station beyond West Ham, if memory serves me well. Mm-hmm. But um, So the training got moved down there into like, this big school. Um, it, had it not been for the training, I don't think I would have had any reason to ever go down to Plaisto. No. Absolutely none. It just... It was very barren, to my knowledge, anyway. Like, there wasn't really much there. I think, at best, it was a corner shop and just the view of the old West Ham football stadium, which they don't use. Yeah. But, but other than that, it was like, there was this big little school that we did the training in. And uh, from that point, that was mostly taken over by Sammy Ray, who, who previously wrestled for uh, Revolution British Wrestling as well as All-Star Wrestling and mm-hmm. also the very early days of IPW, if memory serves me well. Yep. Um, generally, I got, along, I got along pretty well with him. He was very helpful in terms of my training. Um, I don't think I would be where I am now personally without any of his knowledge, if I could be completely honest. And that training was lasted till 2011. Oh, wow. And, and so after that point, um, I was in a really bad place, like mentally, and decided to just step away from wrestling. For, not even knowing it would be like a six-year hiatus, but it was sort of like to step away, sort myself out, and then whenever I was fit to get back into it, I'll get back into it. And so after those six years, I then came across an advert on Facebook, uh, funny enough, for training with Ultimate British Wrestling. Yes. And that was through... Uh, a wrestler by the name of Hugo Bloom, who was one half mm-hmm. of the Heavyweight Heartbreakers. Yeah. And uh, at first, I didn't believe it was a, like an actual thing because I felt it was too good to be true because it was like very close by to where I lived. But then after discussing with Hugo, I then found out that it's legit, it's real, and it's like nice. So this would have been July 2018. I got back into training. Yes. And weird enough, two um, September 2018 was when I started getting sort of booked particularly on like the ultimate British wrestling shows mm-hmm. and that was with a lot of help particularly from the promoter Paul Ash who's also been very helpful in my training as well I really enjoy his podcast as I say. see somebody oh, I really like to talk to so like, oh yeah Ash is Ash is yeah it's a really mm-hmm. good podcast um, definitely recommend to check out in case you haven't but um, so yeah it was from it was just at first the gap between like July and September in terms of like getting back into training and then they felt I was ready to do shows. It was just a bit of a shock to the system, if anything, because I didn't expect it to happen 
that quick. Realistically, I was thinking probably be about another year until they start considering booking me for shows. And then, <laughs> to my surprise, it ended up being a couple of months. Oh, amazing. It was, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing, to, to my knowledge, I'm guessing from, they probably saw something in me that really stood out and they felt like I was very dedicated and really ready to start doing shows, which was really nice of them as it is. And obviously every show from that point on, I've literally just used as like sort of a learning experience for myself, if anything. Uh, so from there, it, kind of went more and more as the years went by. So I'd say about late 2018, I started uh, wrestling for uh, Falling Star Wrestling. So that was kind of an interesting um, sort of experience. Mm. And fun fact, um, I never always started with the Sassy Event Clarence gimmick. In fact, no. it was a, a different gimmick I originally started off with, which went by the name of Such Animal Bets. Yes. And it was quite um, interesting in how that came about because I think during one day in training, we were doing like uh, promo classes. And I think there was one instance where Paul would like cut a promo on me. And at the time, he referred to me as, well, Aaron the Sledgehammer Betts at the time. But then somewhere later down the line, we both agreed to just shorten it to Sledgehammer Betts as it rolled off the tongue a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. And I remember thinking to myself, how on earth do I turn this into a gimmick? Like at the time. And then. Mm. You know, after a while watching like, well, Ken Shamrock from the Attitude Era, as well as like Loose Cannon, Brian Pillman, and even like some of Al Snow stuff in the Attitude Era as well, it really just kind of like helped me come up with a form of a character for the game. Yeah, definitely. That's, I can see it. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I think by like late 2018 to like early 2019, that's kind of when the Sassy Red Clarence gimmick started. And that was quite an interesting little. Um, experience as well as it was a complete 180 gimmick compared to such how bets as it is but it was yes, the, yeah the complete separate ends of the spectrum <laughs> exactly yeah and you know it was a gimmick i felt much more comfortable doing compared hmm. to say the such how bets gimmick and it's it's kind of hard to really describe why something about the sassy bear gimmick just really helps me i think be able to be myself a bit more as well mm-hmm. as be able to literally play up this character and i felt it was a pretty flexible character as it is where it didn't feel like i was just gonna be typecasted and limited to what i could do for promotions with that gimmick yeah and so it was actually um truman roswell that originally came up with the gimmick and then from him word transferred over to paul and then paul was the one that then mentioned it to me and at the time i was like I'm not against the gimmick, but I'm happy to give it a go. And if it goes well, great. And if it doesn't, at least I tried. And that was kind of like the attitude I had towards uh, the gimmick. And needless to say, it went over with both an adult crowd and a family crowd. So it's all been going well. And I think one thing I will credit for is like the introducing like the name Clarence to the character. Yes. At first, we didn't have a name for it, but that was until I messaged Paul saying, I've got this name, uh, Clarence, uh, jotting around what do you reckon? And literally in his words, I fucking love it. And we went off to the races with that. And it was only when I heard Truman uh, describe uh, the gimmick as a sassy bear. And that's just kind of when I had a little light bulb made thinking sassy bear Clarence. Truman, you fucking genius. Oh, that's amazing. And so, and so yeah, literally just had the name uh, at, the, at the pretty much the gimmick. And then from that point, I think even more promotions just started uh, want me on their shows as well, which was pretty nice. So from that point, that was when I started wrestling for promotions like uh, DOA Wrestling. Um, tr- literally trying to remember off the top of my head by memory. Um, there were a couple of promotions I did at the time as well. Uh, some of them I'm trying to... Uh, yeah, I think some of them are the case of 
trying to remember them off my memory, but yeah. the ones I remember definitely doing was um, crikey, it was uh, Ultimate British Wrestling, Falling Star Wrestling, DOA Wrestling UK, and there was I did a couple. I did a couple of matches for I think maybe one, maybe two matches for say Apex Pro Wrestling and Sacrifice Pro Wrestling as well. Yes. So there's been like a few promotions I've been able to, to um, get my name out there, and obviously recently WrestleForce was another one got my name out on there as well. So that was pretty nice. And yeah, um, what was quite annoying was I think by tw- by starting of 2020, you know, it really felt like you know this is going to be the year where I'm going to start getting this ball rolling and see what happens. And yeah, this, this seems to have just come at the wrong time, lockdown for you. You seem to just, uh, just getting out there and it went, oh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it wasn't just me that was having that same problem. There was, like, plenty of other people. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not, yeah. Not, not just in wrestling, but, like, in life in general that were like, right, I'm going to I'm gonna do this for this year and then this all happens. And it's like, okay. So I just really, like, knock the winds out of my sails sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, you know, what, what on earth do I do at this point then? And so... Once everything kind of like traffic eased, lifted, whichever mm-hmm. word you want to describe it, for like I'd say like this year, that's when you know opportunity was there. And by that point, I'd already spent a good year like getting rid of the ring rust with training. Yeah, and so started um, getting myself out there to to like bookings and whatnot. So as previously mentioned, had me first show back with Florida Wrestling. This would have been uh, two weeks ago, and then. The Sunday on that same week was when I first made my debut for WrestleForce, and that was basically in the Battle Royal, so that was quite fun. You eliminated Charles... Um, ah! Charles Crowley? Yeah, that's one thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. Wait, was sorry, that, yeah, was that, that, that was, one? Uh, wait, uh, that was actually one uh, literally last Friday, funny enough. Yes. So, that will, so that was the WrestleForce show in Selsden. And oh, right, yes, sorry. Yeah. And yes, me and Riley Andrews did eliminate uh, Clementine and right. Mr. Charles Crowley. Rally from that match. Yes. So that was that was quite nice. It was nice to just be able to you know do do that in the rumble at least make a sort of a memory of it so mm-hmm. to speak. So that's always quite nice. And then I think literally last so last Saturday uh, I was at Kapow Wrestling and that was when I was singles match with Truman Roswell and it was really nice to just um, get back into the swing of things. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, crowd enjoyed it as it did and that was always nice and that's, that's a contrasting you know, characters <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly uh, but i think it works personally because mm. on the one hand you've got uh truman who's not quite from this planet and he, he's always got his conspiracy theories left, oh, right so for, for the for the listeners um it's it was paddy o'connor we interviewed him last year so he's his new gimmick is truman roswell yeah so back then he was he was paddy o'connor back then but he's now known as truman roswell <laughs> so it was so that, that that match was pretty fun. I enjoyed that match. And then there was um, a show I did for WrestleForce down at the Cambridge Country Festival on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so from there, um, I was I was against uh, Kieran Lacey, while my tag partner Riley Andrews was against Mark True. And then we later had a tag match uh, later on that same day. And you know, it was it was just nice to be like in front of a crowd again, if anything. And it was just nice to just really be able to be at these different sort of like festivals and locations. So that was all when I good. And yeah, I'm just hoping to keep that ball, ball rolling for whenever things are still, well, relatively normal, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've, yeah, I'm so happy live wrestling's back up into free shows and 
five weeks, I think, four weeks. Oh, yeah. I've been to TNT Ignition twice and Wrestle Island. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm at um, Odyssey Pro Wrestling this Saturday. Oh, nice. And then Britannia Wrestling on the 28th and the Wrestle Island is on the 19th. <laughs> yeah, just ah, gotcha. loads of like, yeah, so it's going to be a can't wait. <laughs> so, oh, nice. Uh, so, yeah, my, my youngest is missed it the most i think he's uh, he loves going to wrestle island and tnt uh, yeah oh, that's nice. how that's how yeah and through him missing it's how we discovered like um obw and um, he's obsessed with rumbles and he found a, a superhero versus super villain rumble they did oh, okay yeah and, uh, i was gonna ask if you if you were the power ranger in it because all you can see is this big beard i wasn't sure if it was you or it might have been memes uh-huh. or it might have been David uh, Grant. I couldn't tell. <laughs> there was just I'm this just, big, I'm, just this big guy with a beard. I can't, you can't really tell who it was. <laughs> yeah, but, as, yeah. As, as, as a Power Ranger, you say? Okay. Yeah. Um, it was. Yeah. I'm guessing it wasn't you. <laughs> I'm sure you would remember. <laughs> I mean, the only memory I have would mm. be, I think, wait, we're in 2021, so this would have been. I think this is 19. I think, or maybe early 2020. Oh, okay, because I, for some reason, I was thinking like very, very late 2018. It in might be Little Port, mm. and there was literally like this sort of like superheroes, supervillain sort of like rumble match, and yeah, big, um, so, so, so Skip won it dressed as Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, all right. So I was actually the Incredible Hulk. In yes, that one. yeah, yeah. I, I was the Incredible Hulk. You threw yeah. out the Invisible Man. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've yeah, watched this rumble yeah, so, far too many times. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I was the Incredible Hulk. Uh, that was Memes. That was yes. Actually, he was the Megazord from Power. The Rangers. Megazord of Power Rangers. Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had to think there for a minute. But yeah, Skip won that while dressed as Buzz Lightyear. You had pretty much all sorts of different characters in that, which was quite a lot of fun, really. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so fun. Yeah, like I say, he's only six, yeah. so if he's yeah, he's superheroes yeah. versus super villains, he's like. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 the perfect sort of like thing to go for if you like want to like entertain sort of like kids that can easily understand because you know they yeah. understand superheroes and villains. So, no, honestly, it was it was good fun. It was again, it was just really nice to just to get that little bit of experience like in a ring. Mm. I think that was like quite early on in my career anyway. So yeah, and he uh, he also loves the the floor is lava rumbles. He oh loves so. yeah, ab- absolutely. Like um, because I think they. They created the concept long before I even debuted. Yeah. So it was literally like on the year they did their first one, I didn't have debut. I wouldn't have debuted. Well, I wouldn't have been around since when I started training in July. And it was only by the year after that, which was the second Loris, uh, Flores Lava, uh, that's when I debuted in it as Sledgehammer Betts. Yes. And then the year after that was when I was Sassy Ray Clarence. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you know, it's it's a it's, I always liked these little um, concepts that they came up with with anything and you know it, it was quite a lot of fun as well again nice little bit of experience I think by uh, the twenty twenty Flores Lava um, I definitely felt like within my own and just like been able to bring a bit more you know, to those kind of matches so yeah. that was quite nice oh yeah I'd say so it's a, it's a really fun concept as well especially when some of the comedy. F- more comedy based characters go out and they do properly look like the burning. It's, it's, it's oh, yeah, yeah, of <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. guessing, yeah, so we've had this, this 18 months to rest your body and evaluate probably what's worked well and what hasn't worked well over the last couple of years. So, are you making any tweaks to your character or to your movesets now um, that wrestling's back? Or? Uh, there has been 
you know, some sort of tweaks uh, towards, say, like the character. So, um, funny enough, with WrestleForce, it was actually the first time, well, for a long while in me being like heel assassin mm-hmm. clients. So that was so that was quite like an interesting thing because, well, I've worked heel before as Sajan Vets, but I think there was only like maybe one, maybe two promotions before where I was Clarence, but mm. I think one, well, it ended up uh, sort of like redacted, to put it kindly, and the other one, um, you know, it's still going on, but they felt I was a bit stronger as a babyface than as a heel, which is it's fine. Yeah. You know, the, the, you know, you do these experiments to see what works and what doesn't. And, but uh, yeah, particularly WrestleForce, it was quite interesting being like, given the sort of like heel role. So it was sort of a case of having to sort of re-remember uh, what it was like wrestling as a heel because it'd been so long, it's kind of like felt like a new experience entirely. So that was quite interesting. Um, I think tweaks to the character. So and I, I, think the, I think the only tweaks I've done so far is, uh, I think in terms of like image, like obviously the mullet's gotten longer, of course, and <laughs> the, be- the beard's obviously gotten bigger as well. But I think it's just basically show, you know, this is what hibernation looks like in was it 18 months <laughs> so, so it's literally just like that sort of thing it's like yeah I've, I've been a while and yeah and all that but uh, it's, it's, it's all good um i think that there's been a couple of tweaks i've done to my moves i think i've added a few more power moves just to really you know cement the fact that you know i'm a big big strong bear yes at the end of the day, but at the same time i could always bust out these little moves just to completely surprise my opponents and so there's, there's been a couple of those i've been uh, working on that, I think a lot of it is just like trying to work on sort of like my cardio and just see if I have like enough agility to keep it going. And so, so far, I say I have, so that's pretty good. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a a wish list of opponents you want to face over the next um, year or so? Or... Funny, funny you should ask actually, because there is quite a good amount of people I've been wanting to work with either for the first time only, ma- or for the first time ever, or just like a, a rematch down the line, so to speak. So people that I'd love to face, but I've never got the chance to face or anything. So one uh, gentleman in particular um, goes by the name of Jack Landers. So Ooh, I've he, heard the name. Yeah. Right. So he had wrestled in falling star wrestling for a lot, but lately um, he's had a complete evolution in like his character and everything. And he started like getting bookings uh, for other promotions. So he'd had a booking for rise wrestling against Danny Darko, I believe that was it. Yeah. Uh, saw him pop up at WrestleForce a couple of times, funny enough. And there was also... Oh, what's that other promotion? Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Lions Pro Wrestling, or was it Lions Production Wrestling? It was L- oh, it was the LWP. I think it was Lions Wrestling Production. That was it. Mm-hmm. So I had to pick the name there. I know he's <laughs> with that, but you know, he's, he's one of those people I've always wanted to like wrestle, but I guess at the time when, before he was like... <laughs> Well, before he was then named, well, he was formerly known as Jack Hammer, but then he'd recently rekissed himself as Jack Landers. But back then, um, we were both faces, so they never really booked us against each other. Whereas now, I feel like there's a bit more uh, compatibility, a bit more chances that we'll be able to face up against each other. But he's he's so freaking talented, he really is. Like, and something I like so much about him is he's not just your your typical flippy guy, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, definitely. He, he, he can do these cool flips and, and stuff like that, and he's stupid talented, but he's also got, like, this character, like, it's like, this extra layer to it to boot, and, you know, I've always liked wrestlers with, like, sort of an identity and a character to them, because, you know, um, 
you know, sometimes they can do cool moves. That's great. But, you know, it's usually like the full package, which I feel helps people remember them a bit more. But that's I, think, just... I, think, I, think, I think people tend to remember the character over how, what moves you did that day. It's exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, like there's a ton of wrestlers I could usually do as an example where I'm like, okay, so what do you know about this person? And nine out of ten, it's usually like they're something about their appearance they remember rather than mm-hmm. what moves they do. And so that's what I liked. So that's about Jack Landers now is he's been able to evolve to become like one of the dresses like he's got such a specific look to him he's got a character that really he can get behind and get his teeth into and he's, he's just grown in size like he's probably like the most jacked biggest flippy guy i've ever seen <laughs> in, in the rest of us like because usually i mm. i think i think most of the time we usually have that sort of mentality of like oh flippy guys they're a bit you know short and skinny this yeah. guy is, is not the case like he's he's probably taller by an inch compared to my height. And I'm six foot for crying out loud. And he's honestly been working out so freaking hard throughout this whole lockdown that, you know, my hat goes off and salutes him. Absolutely. Mm. Um, I think another person, I'm trying to think, I'm literally just drawing blanks really. I'm thinking, you know, who I put the face going forward. I mean, I would love to work with people like uh, Gene Money. Oh, um, yes. I saw, I saw him for the first time at the weekend live. And oh, his, no, that was I, so funny. Honestly, G Money is so so good. Like everything about him, I, like the whole package of G Money, I freaking adore. Like he's got such specific look to him. You know, obviously he's a really fantastic wrestler. It's that character that it's it's the the selling point for me. The character is what's yeah. really selling me. And you know, I could just see myself just doing all kinds of cool wacky shit with him, like in matches. I definitely yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, my girlfriend. I don't think my girlfriend quite got it when she was making his entrance she was like i don't get it but by the time he ah. finished his opening promo she was like yes i get it it's just, <laughs> she was, she came yeah. down going, i've got my big boy pants on <laughs> she's like why yeah, yeah. Put tape over his nipples i said i have no idea i've asked a couple of people why he puts tape over his nipples and nobody knows. I, think, <laughs> so, I, think, I think the best way i could describe it is he he's like one of those people that's trying to like be mm. sexy but yeah unironically <laughs> isn't so yes. <laughs> That's the best way I could really explain to you, but that's what I got out of it anyway. But it's just such a great gimmick. I fucking love it to bits. Mm. Um, there's, there's many other people, you know, down on this. I'd, I'd love to like wrestle again. Like obviously, obviously, um, I'd, I'd love to wrestle uh, Rocco Casanova again. Uh, I remember <laughs> we had a really good match at DOA, but I'd love to do many more with the guy as well down the line. Uh, Tommy Kyle is is one I've been wanting. Stuff like a match with like East. Yes, he's somebody I see. I need to see live. I've, I interviewed him. At, oh, was it late eighteen? Like, I've, I've only ever seen him on YouTube. I've not seen, I've had the chance to see him live yet. But he's yeah, oh, really yeah. nice guy. Honestly, honestly, he is. He's a, like he's a nice guy. Um, very freaking talented. And again, another person that's really you know worked his ass off during. Oh, well, he's, he's got great lockdown. shape. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like again, my hat is off to that gentleman as well. But I'd love to get like a another match with him somewhere down the line. I'll be looking forward to that. Uh, and there's been like other people I've been wanting to like have a match with, you know, people like CW Davis, people like, um, Oh, what's that lad's name? Uh, Damien. I've been more than happy to have like a match with him down the line, you know, just all these, these good little big man matches. Are always, mm-hmm. like, like, I've always been like a big fan of like, you know, big hoss matches. Hoss matches yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I've always enjoyed it. And you know, the rest of that I've kind of used as inspiration as like, my moveset and just me as a wrestler in general is Dr. Steve Williams, who is probably up there in terms of my favorite horse wrestler of them all. And that's a tough list to say because 
among that list, you've got people like Vader, you've got Bam Bam Bigelow. Yes. You've got freaking Stan Hansen. He's another person I've had to re- retrospectively go back and watch Steve Williams. Cause, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, I feel he sadly doesn't get much credit. And I think the problem is a lot of people think too much about his blinking you miss it run in WWE. Yes, that's all, I, that's all I, I saw. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm, I'm always there telling people, you know, that's don't judge him from that. Like, that's not the best thing to judge about it. Like best thing to do is that you go back, watch his stuff in Japan, mm-hmm. watch like his very early stuff in WCW. Great, great work of his. Absolutely. And you know, he was just always one of those wrestlers where, you know, he, he was, he was built like a tank. He had such a presence to him and he was ridiculously athletic for his size. Absolutely. Like, so was it Terry Gordy or was it talk to him? Oh uh, yeah. He, yeah, violent, he was violent, violent connection. I can't remember. Uh, so, yeah, it was him yeah. and Terry Gordon. I think it was the Miracle Violence Collection. Yes, yes, it was, yeah. Which I will say, badass rookie tag name if I ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> genuinely, that was like, you know, a tag team that was like such a unit. And it, I've always enjoyed like a lot of their matches, especially their matches against the Steiner Brothers. Oh, mm-hmm. my words. If you've not seen those, please go out and watch yes. them. <laughs> Some of the best tag team matches I've seen are just like these big ass lads just li- literally. Being all powerful and yeah, that jazz. definitely, <laughs> absolutely definitely recommend. And yeah. but yeah, it's just like you know a lot of like guys and I. Like, it's so hard to like try and recollectly like list off names of people I want to wrestle again because uh, you know there's so many I would literally just pull names out of a hat and be like, yeah, I'd want to wrestle that. I, I but, think a heel Clarence versus Skiff could be fun. Uh, if you yeah, just I mean, wanted a bit a big cost battle, that could be. I, I, I mean, I see potential in that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, if if people want. Want to see that? Then yeah, I'd, I'd be up for that. Take, that that's take not a the Panamanian title off him. Um. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, honestly, this is yeah. As you said, there's so many guys that just would love to get the opportunity to wrestle against, and yeah, and you know, there's been like a couple of like newcomers and like youngsters that I wouldn't mind getting in the ring with and stuff like that. So yeah, this is Paddy O'Connor. And you're listening to the Broken But Glorious Podcast. All right, so if you're a promoter for a day, promoting a show using wrestlers you've either worked with, trained with, wrestlers associated to you in some way, if I give you a match type, you tell me who you're putting this match. And if it's, as it's your card, you can make every match into gender, every match, triple threats, every match, <laughs> fatal four ways, it's completely up to you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> So, who will be in your opening contest to get the crowd excited? Right, so I'd say opening contest, um, I'd say to not like overload it too much, we'll keep it like as, as like a nice little singles match, but yeah. I'd say two people in particular I would easily put in this match, and these are two gentlemen that are, I have worked with before. So, yes. I'd say on the one, I'd say on the one side, you've got... Um, um, I would probably say, like, um, you know what, actually, uh, Jackson Hart for one of them. Yes. And in terms of who to go against, uh, that is a very, very interesting... I'd say, you know what, I'd say Jackson Hart against... Why not Jackson Hart versus Furio as, like, yes. the opening contest? That'd be fun. <laughs> so, you know, you got guys that could do, like, some pretty quick sort of, like, wrestling. Um, of course, one of them's got, like, a really good character, and then... That will then help Jackson get a bit of like babyface sympathy because yeah, I was a bloody vampire, so to speak. So that would be like a nice way to kick the match off running. So that'll be a good little opener. I'd say next one, um, I would definitely change the palette a bit. Maybe make it a tag match. 
Oh, wow, yeah. Like, pretty much from that. And I think for that, uh, so, so this one I think would be a bit easier to do. So I'd say uh, we do Mark Drew and Kieran Lacey as the Teenagers with Attitude. Yes. Uh, definitely, definitely in one corner. And I'd say on the other side, um, I'd, say definitely, I'd say for the other side, we'll put in the um, Heavy Heartbreakers, uh, yes. Hugo, Gloom, and Brad Tanner. Yeah, because yeah, I could. Because the way I could see is, is like you know, obviously Hugo and Brad have got this, the size and the power, whereas uh, Mark True and Kieran have got like the speed and quickness. So it'd be like an interesting sort of like clash between those styles. Mm-hmm. I think that could definitely work. Yeah, well, so, about, uh, like a, a comedy style match. Oh, comedy style, right? So in that case, um, I got just the thing uh, for the next match. So the next match, uh, so comedy style. So I'll probably make it like a sort of a. I think to, to really add to the sort of the comedy to it, maybe make it sort of like a no DQ match. Yes. Sort of thing. And then I would easily put uh, Tim Lee. Yes. <laughs> against, um, let me think this one through. Uh, could definitely do uh, Sunset Skate with that, actually. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> I'd Tim, say Tim Lee and Sunset Skate. I mean, that could be like a decent enough uh, match with a bit of comedy and, and whatnot. So. That should that should be good fun. I'd say that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Um, so next match, right? So this one, uh, I'll probably make it a triple threat uh, women's match. Yes. If yeah, I'll yeah, I'll make this a triple threat women's match. And what I'll probably do is I'll definitely put in Clementine as, as one of them. Uh, the other one will be Evie Madden, who used to be known as Evie Rose. Oh, yes. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely put her in the match as well uh, as I feel like her and Clementine can really like come up with some cool stuff together and I think for the third one uh, I'd say uh, f- it's a bit of a tie at the moment but you know what you know I'll, I'll probably put uh, you know I'll put a Mariah May in there actually oh well yeah I'll be sure they're three completely different <laughs> yeah I mean but, but you know you know I've like the thing is with me like I've always liked treating wrestling shows as like a variety show mm-hmm. like I like to give People of variety and, and such and such, so that's always nice. Right, so we're on match five now. What do you do? What, what if you did like a, a mid card title, like your workhorse title type match? Or? Yeah, actually, that's so. Yeah, I'd say like the women's match that could be like for the women's title, just to mm-hmm. add a bit of stake to that. Yeah, uh, I guess the tag match <laughs> that I mentioned that'll be for the tag titles as well. Uh, so mid card titles match, right? This one's going to be a doozy. I'll say that much. Right. So I would probably, I mean, that would have to be like a fatal four way. Yes. If, if anything, just because there's quite a few talents I'd probably put in there, you know, it's really work for it. So I would easy put, so I think in the, in the similar format, there'd be like two heels and two baby faces. So for the two mm-hmm. heels, um, Tommy Kyle and Truman Roswell. Yes. Would be two corners of that fatal four way match. And I'd say for the other side of the Fatal 4-Way, um, I'll easily put Jack Landers as one of them. And the other one, I would probably do CJ Carter. Yes. He's very fun. Yeah, yeah CJ Carter, I'll put in there as well. Absolutely. Like, I could I I imagine that match being real. Just, like, Andrew with Truman and, and Kyle being tag team, they can yeah, they could be like the team. Like, and they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, obviously, there's like that bit where they have a bit of a bicker about who wants to win and stuff like that so there's a bit of that yeah in match as well which you know i felt oh, it's the best way i could really come up with that sort of thing rather than just two random meals kind of thing but yeah, um 
Yeah, I'd imagine that'd be quite a fun match. So this would have been match five. Yes. Yes. That would have been match five. So I think I would say the workhorse match should be the match that happens after the Liverpool, if there was any. Yes, definitely. So, so, so you have like before matches in the vault and then say like the mid card match which I just mentioned and I'll probably put in like a match after that and then the main event being for the heavyweight title mm-hmm. so the match after the uh, mid card uh, title match I would probably book I think in a case of trying to get I would say a it would be another tag match but yeah. it would be like sort of a number one contenders uh, for the tag title fun. yeah so I would put uh, SAS Central, myself and Riley Andrews. Yes. And that'll be, and that'll actually be against, um, there is actually a team I wouldn't mind uh, faced against with the tag titles. And that'll be, I think in terms of like sort of the comedy. Yeah. And um, all that to it, I'd say if you've ever heard of a tag team called The Lads, you know, they wrestled a bit in SOS, but mm-hmm. I first uh, met them. Uh, funny enough, in Tony's Star Wrestling. Alex Echo and Ben Jones, that was the one. Sorry, I had to think there for a minute. But yeah, mm-hmm. so the tag team, the lads, against South Central, because I think this would be like another case of having South Central go a bit heel. Yeah. And then have like the lads do like a bit of their sort of babyface comedy. So like, just to really like change it, change it up differently to the previous tag match. Like, I didn't want it to be like just an exact tag match, just mm-hmm. to change it up enough. And then we have main event, uh, heavyweight heart match. Right, okay. So this one, uh, so there's actually, it's really kind of tough to really pick this one out because there's so many guys I would love to just put in this match. But mm-hmm. if I had to really consider who to put in this, I think on the one end, I'll do uh, Mr. Charles Crowley. Yes. Uh, for one in the match. Now, in terms of who to put him against, that that's the bit I'm really like trying to bog down. I really think this one frees so much. So I'd say... Mr. Charles Crowley, and I would probably book him, uh, interesting enough, I'd probably book him again. Carl Kingsley, now that I think about it. Like, well, that'd uh, be Carl interesting. Kingsley, probably, yeah, I think... Who, uh, who, who'll be the face and who'll be the heel? I'd, I'd say for this match in particular, I feel Kingsley would be more... Actually, is what is what I'll do. How about Charles Crowley yeah. against Kingsley, but he's got David Grant at ringside, so that wow. already sets up the heel dynamic for Kingsley and David Grant. And then it adds a bit more stake to the match because he's not only got to worry about Kingsley, but he's also got to worry about this big dude, David Grant, on, on ringside. Oh, that'd be fun. I could see it. It's so, yeah, I think, you know... Crowley being his flamboyant self and then just the breaker. We'll just, yeah, whenever he gets a bit yeah. of offence in, just another backbreaker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I'd say Kingsley would be best as a heel for that match. And he's also got, like, David Grant. It's like a sort of like big like enforcer tag team partner kind of thing, and then you got Mr. Charles Crowley. I think because Clementine's a face already, it would make more sense for him to be a face as well. Because then oh, yeah. somewhere down the line, there could be like later matches where with the BDSM tag team. Mm-hmm. I can see you can see a post match beat down, and then sh- memes comes out. And you're like, oh, he's got is he gonna save save Crowley after they broke up? Like, <laughs> it's like so many years, ago, whoever it was. Like, yeah, I mean. I mean, it's different dynamics you could do with it, really. So, you could, oh, or you could have a yeah, Hustle Malone as his, as his progress. Yeah, I mean, commentary yeah, partner, I mean, but does he turn on him or does he join the the sacrifice team? Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, if I was to like 
spice in like a promo segment. One would definitely be with Hustle Malone. Oh, like yeah. at least like if I was to have like plenty of like room to like put in like a promo segment, like a very small one, mm-hmm. Hustle Malone would be like best guy to do that with. He's so good with promos and he'll be great at just getting the point across without wasting too much time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That'll be like so he'll be getting like a spot in the show. He won't be wrestling, but he'll at least be getting the promo, and that could probably play into the main event of that show as well. Wow, I like so, this card. <laughs> like so, a bit of a foreshadowing is how I'd best describe it. Like, cause, and you know, like I said, I like to make the shows you know, different, not make them too boring, and like change it up a bit. Like, obviously, I don't usually like Matt. I don't usually like cards where it's just too much of a clusterfuck, but there's too many people on. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to have that sort of a nice balance of amount of people on the show. And so, yeah, literally just on like uh, two tag matches, um, couple singles, but I've tweaked them so it's not like the same. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with the tag matches, not the same. And so, yeah, I think for that uh, card for the first show, that will go out pretty well. I mean, well, that's really good, fun. good mixture of talents there. So I think, yeah, you could definitely get uh, something for everyone. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That'd be a great card. Yeah. I'd like to see that main event. Where can people see you in the near future? Um, actually a uh, good thing you asked actually so uh near future so funny enough this saturday at the drill house in great yarmouth august 7th um you will see me at doa wrestling yes and that'll be our beach ball mania free uh that yeah that'll be the name of the the show beach ball mania free i'll actually be competing in the uh beach party invitational battle royal and that'll be for the first crowning of DOA's Pandemonium Championship. Yes, cool. So, so Sassy, Bear, like, Sassy Bear will be there. Charles Crowley will be there. Sunset Skip will be there. Um, it, there's so much like different talents, like even CJ Carter's making his debut uh, in like a one-on-one match with Valley OK at DOA as well. And then you got like the main event being um, Charles Winston, uh, Charlie Winston, sorry. Uh, against Brad Slayer for the um, DOA Heavyweight Championship. So that'll be pretty fun. Oh, cool. And also, just in case, if people couldn't make it to the show or anything due to like travel, money, or anything such and such, um, don't do not worry, do not worry, because funny enough, DOA is actually on uh, Fight TV. So if you aren't able to get to the show, you could still catch DOA uh, Beach Ball Mania free on Fight TV as well. Oh, amazing! So cool. So that'd be like a nice little alternative in case fans aren't able to get down there and whatnot. So I've got that coming up. Um, so also, um, August uh, 14th, uh, I'll be down at Westlin. Uh, so that's around about the Kingston area. That'll be for Falling Star Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that'll be at the um, Westlin Sports and Social Club. So if you're around about in the Norfolk, Kingston area, definitely check that one out. You will not regret it. And... The only other show I can really think of that I've got coming up as well is uh, September 5th in Biggleswade at the Weatherly Centre. That'll be UBW's return show. And all I can say is the Saturday Bay clients will definitely be on that show. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for UBW's to come back. That's a show I, I yeah. do need to get get to on in the future, I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but like, like I said, that's September 5th, uh, Weatherly Centre in Biggleswade. So if you're down in like the Hertfordshire area or just the Biggest Wade area, definitely come on down. You will not regret it. It'll be a fun time all around. But there will be some other shows pending in the future, but whenever it will be, you know, it is what it is. They just happen when you least expect it, but at the same time, it's a blessing in disguise. 
Cool. <laughs> um, before we go, do you want to promote any social media you have? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So if you want to follow me on my s- social medias, right, so for Instagram, it's at Clarence Sassy, and I'll repeat that again. Uh, Instagram is at Clarence Sassy. Also on Twitter is also at Clarence Sassy. I'll repeat that again. Twitter, at Clarence Sassy. Um, Facebook, you can search me up by just typing in at Sassy Bear Clarence, all one word. And I'll also be doing streams on Twitch, uh, funny enough. Um, I've not got anything planned this week, but I've definitely got streams planned uh, round about sort of like late afternoon, evening-ish time, Monday to Friday, and you'll be finding my streams on Twitch, and that is Sassy Bear Clarence. So just go on Twitch, type in Sassy Bear Clarence. You'll find me there. I'll be doing streams. Come down, have a chat, and hopefully be entertained with a lot of the games that I'll be playing on that week. Oh, amazing. Uh, it should be a fun one. And one last thing I will absolutely say. Uh, if you ever fancied uh, to get yourself a Sassy Bear Clarence t-shirt, and yes. you're wondering, where can I get one? Uh, easiest way to put it uh, is on thegear.co.uk. I will repeat that again. So you go on onthegear.co.uk, and from there you will find a Sassy Bear Clarence T-shirt, mm-hmm. and it will be absolutely like. Do not be uh, put off by the price. Absolutely not. It's a, it's a worth price, in my honest opinion. For the feedback I've gotten from these shirts, fantastic. Like oh, amazing. Yeah. They survive they survive very well in the wash. And I've also found they're very comfortable as well. So that's a good plus in the books. But yeah, ever want a Sassy Bear Clarence t shirt? Again, like I say one last time, on the gear.co.uk. Oh amazing. I'll put links to everything in the description below the interview. So I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Oh, thank you for having me on, Chris.